0: This episode of the Productivity S Podcast is brought to you by Gusto. What is Gusto? Well, it rhymes with musto or rusto, as in, let's do it once more with Gusto. But Gusto is also easy online payroll, benefits, and HR built for modern small businesses. To get three months for free when you run your first payroll, visit gusto.com slash timecrafting. I'll have more about Gusto during this episode, but for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, I am joined by Brett Pinneger, the founder of The X Group. Now, what Brett does is he helps individuals and teams multiply their effectiveness by adopting techniques and mindsets that great leaders use. And we dive into that, we dive into how to lead with excellence daily, how an aspect of our mind, a very particular aspect of our mind, can sabotage our pursuit of excellence, and how you can adopt a mindset of excellence to Kind of combat that component. We talk about the power of routines, and then we dive into something uh, a bit more personal with Brett in, in that he uh, a condition that he has that he struggles with that could have really hindered his mindset, but he's refused to let it define him. And that's really just for starters. So let's just get into our conversation right now. Here's my conversation with Brett Pinneger here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Brett Pinneger to the Productivityist Podcast. Brett, thanks for joining me today. Mike, it's great to be here. So I want to dive into uh, what you, you go to your web page, which we're going to have in the show notes. We have lots of stuff in the show notes. And the, the first thing we see is I, right before we start, I say, let's make this timeless. By the time this airs, I hope your website looks exactly the same <laughs> as it does now. <laughs> but the nice the nice grayscale picture. But you're right out of the gate. My passion is to live and lead with excellence and help you do the same. So right out of the gate, how do you help people do the same?
1: Well, first of all, I think you need to understand for me how I define excellence, because for it's a word that we often throw around loosely. For some right. of us, it means perfection. And certainly that's not the way I would define excellence. Um, I would say excellence in, in my mind is defined as being your best self, being the best version of yourself. So it's, I, I need to be the best version of me. You need to be the best version of you. And so that best is, something we can always strive for. It comes from the Greek word arete, which meant being becoming the best version of who you are. And so for me, living and leading with excellence is all about becoming better every day, um, not only doing it for yourself, but sharing that with others by leading, whether it's through influence or through responsibilities we have to lead. And the way I do that really is at the core of what I believe is the key to to growth and development, and that's using the power of neuroscience or the power of our minds. Um, I, I certainly know that w- there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that talk about using your mental powers, but for me, it's using the part of your brain that we don't often think about, which is the subconscious. And in the subconscious, there's a piece of our brain that actively tries to thwart us from getting better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It tries tries to lull us into a sense of security and comfort that today is good enough. Right, It's called the interpreter. And if you can go ahead and just sort of turn your attention towards your interpreter and say, well, is that really true? Is today good enough? If Have I arrived? And the answer clearly is no. And what do I need to learn from what I'm experiencing today? And so that process of turning inward, becoming more aware of yourself and your, your mindsets is the critical first step towards living and leading with excellence. From my experience, both as a uh, a leadership development expert and also as a CEO.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the interpreter and so um, how the interpreter can get in your way. I've talked about this a little bit before, maybe not using that terminology exactly, but there's that part of your brain that that just wants to kind of just – dwell, I guess, <laughs> like no interest yeah. in doing anything other than and you've written on your blog about like how to, the, the idea of average and how to go beyond that. And I want to talk about routine a little bit later, too, because I think like that idea of having routine is definitely one way that you can thwart that. But what are some of the ways that the interpreter that you found either for yourself or with the people you work with that kind of uh, the, the creative ways which is interesting to say that this part is uh, this part that's very average finds very creative ways to keep you from getting to that that place of excellence that you're seeking
1: well what it does is it basically takes um your historical view let's say that you've got a view that there is someone that um that you don't trust and what every time that person interacts with you the interpreter says ah look there they go again they just did that thing that means you can't trust them, even though that thing may have nothing to do with their your ability to trust or distrust them. It's going to take all the evidence it can to support your pre-existing view of them, and it's going to discount or throw out everything else that might cause you to rethink or to reconsider your view of them. Um, and so the, the, the key here with the interpreter is to understand that it's out there to, to try and create the status quo or to reaffirm the status quo. And typically it has to do with how we either see the world, how we see ourselves, or how we see other people. Those are the three major areas of mindsets. And so it may cause you to say, for me to win, somebody else needs to lose. And so you're constantly in this mode of evaluating, ah, they're out to, to do something that might make me have less opportunity. So I'm going to play close to the vest here and not share with them, when in fact, sharing with them and living a life of abundance may be the best thing that ever happened to you. Um, for more of us though, I mean, most of us kind of have a sense of abundance and a sense of, we can help each other and we'll all be better off. Oftentimes we have views of ourselves, though, of either being less than or better than. And this is the, this is the area where myself, I get caught up. And I know a lot of people that I work with get caught up is that we often have these views that, well, if people really knew who I am, you know, they would never want to work with me. It's sort of the imposter syndrome. And uh, and that interpreter is there reinforcing the imposter syndrome over and over and over again by saying, are you really good enough here? Are you really sure you're able to add the value that uh, that you say you can add here? And and it's going to take every bit of evidence where you ever maybe don't quite reach what you want to accomplish or you don't quite deliver in a way that you're happy with to say, there you go again. You just did it and you under delivered and therefore you may not be as good as you think you really are. And so that's the, the key is to understand that that interpreter is there doing this, this, um, this repeat performance over and over again. But if you can just turn your attention to it and ask, it, ask yourself, is that really true? Do I really know that that's true? Um, you begin the process of basically defanging it and, get, and, and reducing its power uh, to, do, to do bad and then use it to basically rewire your brain to have much more positive mindsets and beliefs about how the world works and about your ability to be successful.
0: You know, you've, you've faced some challenges and, and I want to get into this now because I think that, that some of the challenges that you faced, uh, a few years ago, uh, Kind of led you to you 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 have this uh, I guess you sort of have a con, signs of a condition that would even give you more more ammunition to that interpreter right you know that idea that hey you know you you definitely can't do this or what are you thinking that kind of thing can you oh, share a li- can you share a little bit about that I think you know where I'm going with this I
1: do indeed um so um the last several years I've been the CEO of different companies and in 2014 I was the CEO of a software company and at the time. Um, life is going along really well. One day I looked down at my, uh, my hand at the breakfast table and noticed that it was um, twitching back and forth. And over time I I came to realize through the help of medical professionals that that I had Parkinson's disease and uh, my symptoms remain mild. But when I was formally diagnosed, um, it was devastating. I can't, I can't um, sort of overstate how hard that hit me because it, um, it caused me to rethink who I am. I mean, I had this deep mental belief that what makes me valuable is my ability to take care of other people, to provide for my family, to take care of the people that I work for, work with and work, um, as part of the company. And, uh, and I realized that with this condition that that may not be possible. And it, it led to a, a frankly a a real depression and where i was just not functioning very well and not very productive at all and uh and this mindset of oh boy now that you're uh, potentially disabled at some point in the future um you're not going to be able to meet this this expectation and therefore you're not you're no good anymore because you can't perform and so i had this mindset of i'm as good as my performance and if i don't perform then i'm not very valuable and it took um, some real work to, to break through that. And luckily, I kept exercising. And um, as I exercised one morning, I remember in particular, it was a rainy morning. And uh, I had this kind of epiphany that, hey, life's pretty good. And I'm still in really good shape. And my Parkinson's is very mild relative to almost everyone else's Parkinson's. I have a slight tremor in my right arm. And I go, why am I sitting here worried about some eventuality that may or may not come and not enjoy the day. And so I began to just to really appreciate, be grateful for the day. And then that led me to sort of rethink and to sort of really look at directly this mindset of I'm only as good as my performance. And to again, to begin to rewire my brain to understand that I've got inherent worth. And I always knew that, but I realized this other negative mindset would always kick in when I got stressed. And so now I'm actively sort of saying, "Uh, don't you come back again because I know who I really am. And so for me, that became a very personal battle to make sure that I reset my mind. And and to be honest, it's something I have to continue to go back to, Mm -hmm. just because um, it's hard to sort of get rid of these negative mindsets. Sometimes it's a lifelong battle. And you just keep at it and keep reminding yourself who you really are, or whatever mindset you need to remind yourself of. So Brett, let's talk
0: about routine now because, uh, you know, and it's funny. We talk about perfection and excellence and the, and the kind of the dichotomy that each of those present. What's, what's interesting is I, I working for Costco for years, Jim Sinegal, who is the CEO of Costco and, and one of the founders, he, he, he had this quote that said, uh, perfection is, is, is the pursuit of perfection is, is, and I'm paraphrasing. It's just idiotic. It's it's not it's not smart. Instead, we want to search for excellence because excellence is achievable. And you talk about that. I'm going to link to that in the blog post. But one of the things that that I found, and I know you talk about this as well, is this idea: if you want you, putting a framework in place, allow it gives you this kind of um, this this ability to to really uh, focus on the parts of you that you can you can leverage to to live you know with excellence and routines are play a big role in that and and i would imagine that especially you know when you had that diagnosis uh even before that and and obviously after routines play a really important role for you
1: they do indeed in fact um they are absolutely essential to my day-to-day well-being and as i have mentioned here i love to run and that's a that's an essential part of my routine if i'm not running Sort of four plus days a week, I don't feel well. I miss it. I can tell that I'm not at my best because I'm not running. And it's not just the physical aspects of running; it's very much the mental aspects of running as well that are really important to me. In fact, I think that I get more psychic benefit from running than I do physical benefit. Mm -hmm. And I get and I get a lot of physical benefits from it. But uh, being outside early in the morning, pitter-pattering down the road, is a place where I get to process and think and to sort of Prepare my mind for the day, and so that's a really essential part of my routine. Um, there are uh, there are some other key elements, though, to my routine that uh, that really are sort of also essential. I'd say number one is this notion of taking time just to sort of meditate and or reflect or and or be mindful on things that I'm grateful for. To me, that's uh, proven to be very valuable. If I can just remember the many things that I have and I'm able to enjoy my family. Um, The quality of life that I have, my good health generally, and the fact that my Parkinson's isn't that bad, it really isn't, um, is really a great way for me to also sort of recharge and remember that the day can be a great day. So uh, gratitude, and whether it's in a journal or just in my mind, is is another essential part of my day-to-day routine that I do um, almost every day when I'm getting ready for the day in the shower or um, um, at the end of my run. The third thing that's really important for me in terms of my daily routine is this notion of taking time to connect with other people. When I was diagnosed, I was a hard-driving A-type CEO where it was all about the results, results, results. And to be honest, sometimes the people that I, that were working with me and that I was working with were great resources to get things done. And I missed the opportunity to connect with them as real people. And, um, this experience with Parkinson's has really caused me to remember just how important relationships really are. And so for me, connecting with the other people just to connect, just to say, hi, how you doing with no ulterior motive has become a critical part of my day. I find that I'm recharged, I'm energized by my connection with other people. I used to think I was an introvert, and I've now realized that I get great energy from these connections and from these relationships. And so um, it's sort of a non-traditional part of of a routine, but for me, an essential part. Managing
0: passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash Productive Convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation. That's right. For free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier. Thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make, or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it. And that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. All right, we're going to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor. Gusto. Now, everyone loves payday, but loving a payroll provider? Well, that's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern. You you might fall in love yourself. And listeners can get three months free when they run their first payroll. Now, just to give you a sense of how great Gusto is, it's actually really easy, surprisingly easy and fast too. 98% of customers say that switching to Gusto was easy. 72% of customers take five minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. And 91% of customers say running payroll is easier now that they use Gusto. Gusto works for you unlimited payrolls, off-cycle payrolls, multiple states, multiple schedules and pay rates, direct deposit, checks you can print yourself, employees and contractors, everything you could need. Gusto was built for small businesses from the start. And you can get that free sample. You can get it, just sign up and give it a try. Try at gusto.com slash timecrafting. You will get three months for free when you run your first payroll. Again, sign up, at gusto.com slash timecrafting that's gusto.com slash timecrafting i'd like to thank gusto for sponsoring this episode of the productivities podcast and now let's get back to the show you know it's it's funny as we talk about this um you know this this idea of of you know having relationships and, and fostering them and nurturing them only recently um have i decided that like i i have a deep work day on friday where no meetings are regularly scheduled you know i won't do coaching calls or anything like that but what i do is i just dive deep into normally it would be just deep into writing or deep into anything like that and i've been reading uh books like dan Butner's the blue zones of happiness and you know Guy, you know learning about that and, and more of that stuff and realizing that socialization even just Uh, Not not in not with any pretense or anything like that, just the idea of being around people is is a real critical component for for happiness and happiness ultimately leads to productivity, the right kind of productivity, I think. And so what I've done is on Fridays, I've kind of set aside, and I'm not a morning person. I'm more
1: of a night owl. Are you more of a morning person or a night owl?
0: What are oh, you?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm early morning. Okay. I mean, Mike, I start at 4, 4.30 most mornings, and I'm, that's when I'm at my peak. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. Are you on the West Coast or the East Coast, by the way? Um, I'm in the mountain time zone. Okay. So I'm probably just going to bed <laughs> when you're getting <laughs> up. But 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 I find that it for me, the mornings are good for me to be social, like, you know, from like, say, like coffee and, and just before lunch. Lunch because i can then feed off the energy of those people like i bring my game because it's 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 thrust upon me uh, to a certain extent but what i found was if i make there is a form of deep work that could be deep socialization meaningful conversations things that are uh f- and because i don't normally have any other meetings scheduled and if i've gone out and said hey you know what Graham, let's go sit and have a coffee and talk about things or, hey, you know, I'm going to uh, I sat down with somebody and help, you know, help them with just some ideas that they had regarding a talk that they were doing. Um, I can give them my full attention and focus because there's nothing else that could possibly infiltrate that space. And I think that that um, that people the, the again, I talked about this on the Scott Amix episode as well, this idea of slowing down, reflecting, um, you know, not necessarily focusing on speed of life, but but the idea of quality, uh, of experience, and, and things like that. That can ultimately lead to better productivity, right? Like this idea of – and routines, if you have routines in place, then you're not going to – the blind spots that you would normally have or the gaps, they
1: get filled, right? Yep. That's absolutely true.
0: What are some of the other things that you do when it comes to, you know, helping people – uh live and lead with excellence maybe stuff that you that maybe what's one of the things you struggled with the most or that you find others struggle with that you've been able to kind of give them some mental models to 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 kind of you know help them on their way
1: well i th- i'd say there's an overarching struggle with um that with this which is a lack of attention to it uh, mm-hmm. that we don't intentionally seek to grow and develop every day that we are wired to just try and make each day as comfortable as possible and so One of the very first steps that we take is in getting people focused on intentionally becoming better every day and to build a plan. You know, you've got a plan for your business or a plan for your life here. Um, That plan at its core, though, requires growth. And yet so often we seek to avoid growth or to not intentionally lean into the growth. And so the, the key first step is to get somebody's intention focused on developing and getting comfortable with the pain. Um, and one of the fun ways that we do this from time to time and not with everybody, but for some of my clients, they really enjoy this, um, is taking a cold shower. And in fact, there are a lot of medical benefits to a cold shower, Mm -hmm. but, uh, one of the real benefits of a cold shower is just, you're bringing attention to your, your body. You are really focused on how it feels. You are aware of what's going on. And, uh, and then you bring that same level of attention to how cold it felt to, What am I going to do today to be a great leader is a great way to help people just to re-engage. What does it mean to get focused on something Um, and to to help them to then deliver their focus at getting better and living with greater excellence in each and every day? So that would be one key way that is the beginning of the process for most. Um, And then that leads right into the second, which is this idea of awareness. Um, sometimes we don't even know what we're working on to get better as a leader. We may have goals for the business, but we don't have goals for being a leader. And so we try and get people to be aware of what their weaknesses are or what things are holding them back that they can then work on specifically in that day. And almost always they start with those mindsets we talked about. Once you get the mindsets right, then it's easier to work on your actions and to be more effective. Um... And so getting that awareness way up. And one of, the, one of the best ways to get your awareness up is to let other people really give you some direct and honest feedback, whether that be done through an assessment or to just go to a friend or to um, a partner or a spouse or a significant other and to say, um, I'm going to be quiet for the next 15 minutes and I want to listen to what you would tell me if you were really to tell me what I really need to hear to become the best person I can be today. So let me just listen and let you talk. I'm not going to respond. I just really want to let it sink in and hear what you have to say. And uh, please don't compliment me. Give me some constructive criticism or something that I need to work on to get better at. And to just create that space where you literally don't talk and just allow somebody to speak and to share with you what you really need to know for that day can be incredibly cathartic. Um, I had that experience a few uh, a few months ago, I guess it now is, with um, a friend. And I, I think what was interesting and maybe painful was how blind I was to what they were saying until they started talking about it. And uh, I, I realized that I had an area in my life where I really wasn't seeing things clearly. And and that came down to me, to, just to be very sort of blunt here, um, doing things for um, for show instead of for the right reasons i was I was doing things to be seen by other people instead of doing them to just do the right thing and uh this friend really sort of dug in and said, "Brett you know i I wonder why you just did x. I wonder why you just made that comment i 'm wondering why you just um d- made this invitation to this person here was it to be?" able to re- be recognized that you invited them to do something or was it to really connect and to, and to be with them and uh and and it cut deep because i realized that, that was a, a part of what i wasn't seeing in myself i was just blind to that and so the 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 benefit of having somebody who can really tell me that was was a really powerful way of becoming more aware and of becoming more intentional about my motivations behind interacting with people. Do you
0: spend a lot of time looking into like virtue and care? I mean, I've been spending a lot more time and I guess uh, this is the interesting thing is, is you spend more time with this stuff and you look beyond the day, right? Like a lot of people when they're trying to, and you talk about becoming better every day, but that's, like it like it's it's bit by bit, and I think one of the things that I've noticed over my you know decade of studying time management productivity is you start out by looking at like how can I get through the day mm-hmm. and then ultimately you realize that. you know, ultimately realize that you have to look well into the future and build things like virtue and character and things like integrity and and all those things well beyond the year, too. Like, that's why I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions, because the year flies by and you're asking to compartmentalize a lot of things, especially the resolutions a lot of people make in like that, you know, over an extended period of time that's either not sustainable because it's too long and you made the thing too big or not rewarding because it's too small. How do you, you know, do you spend a lot of time looking at when you're cultivating excellence and, be, you know, becoming better every day? Are you looking at things more like, hey, let's look at these, the the virtues like you just talked about, the idea of, hey, you know what, uh, that's not who I want to be, that making those comments and that my friend catching that, recognizing not only that I'm not that person, but almost kind of giving me a bit of a, hey, hey, you know what, that's not who you are. Why would you do that? Are you spending more time looking at that? and then how to bring that into the day-to-day? You know, that's a
1: really interesting question because I, I've, I've, I've thought a lot about values and character traits. And I used to believe that they were at the core uh, of who we are, and I think they are very close to the core. But I think that um, these experiences we have and these mindsets are even closer to the core and that they override our virtues. Ah. And so I would say that things like values and virtues are really good but they're not as strong as your mindsets. Your mindsets are more powerful, these deep-seated beliefs that we're not even aware of in many cases. And so for me, it's about going deeper than the, than the value, deeper than the character and saying, what kind of mindset do I really have? Because I would have said that I do things for the right reasons, that was a character trait of mine. Mm-hmm. And yet I realized that below that was this mindset of wanting to look good. And that it wasn't until it was really pointed out to me that I realized that I was living a life without integrity. And so maybe if there is one character trait, which I believe is essential, is this notion of integrity. Because when you can have a mental life that is in integrity with each other, so that your thoughts, your actions, your words, and your mindsets are all thinking the same thing, then you've got power then you're productive, then you're efficient and effective because there's not this internal dissonance that is keeping you off your, uh, you your A-game. Mm-hmm. And so to me, the, the key with, um, with my view now is, is that live a life of integrity by having alignment between your mindsets, your thoughts, your actions, and, you, and, you, and the, then you'll get the results you're looking for. So what I'm
0: hearing here, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, is the values can be there, uh and they they're almost like waypoints but the mindset is what it, it, it it's it's what guides you towards like if you don't have the mindset then those waypoints are kind of useless it's almost like you're flying blind
1: that's right and and they're just they're 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 they're, they're nice words or nice aspirations but you're not really programmed to do them i mean the big dog is the mindset and and those fundamental beliefs we have
0: uh, as we get close to wrapping up here, uh, Brett, what are like, if someone was to walk away from this episode, I want to give everybody like a call to action, what's one thing that they could start doing like today to start to cultivate a, a life of excellence and, you know, become better every day.
1: So I'm going to give you two things if I could, number sure. one, be very specific about the kind of person you want to be. So intentionally describe the kind of, um, life you want to lead as a leader and as an individual. So be very clear and specific. I want to do this. I want to accomplish this as a leader, not just in my business, but as a person and be very clear on that and set some goals of what you're going to do to move towards that that objective. Um, number two is I would take some, uh, take some time to find somebody who would be willing to sit down and, and basically give you some very clear feedback on what's holding you back from accomplishing that goal or that objective for who you want to be. And just listen. Just take that time to let it soak in. It may hurt. It may be painful. But it is exactly what we need to know in order to begin that process. Because the, 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 the way we progress, the way we develop as an individual is by having tension. And the, there are two, ten, the, the two points in the tension. Imagine two, a rubber band being held apart by two fingers. One finger is where you want to go. It's that purpose, that meaning, that why, that that goal you have. And the other finger that's, that's creating tension in the rubber band is where you are. If you don't know where you're going and you don't know where you really, really are, then, then you won't have that, that energy or that tension in that rubber band. And that, that tension can then motivate you and inspire you to do the hard work necessary to make progress and to make uh, make each day a great day to get better.
0: Brett, this has been fantastic. And and I want uh, people to be able to find out more about you. You have a podcast as well, too. So uh, we've got links in the show notes, but where can people go to learn more about you? And, and please share a little
1: bit about your podcast before we wrap up. Great. So people can go to my website, brettpinegar.com, B-R-E-T-T-P-I-N-E-G-A-R.com. And uh, there they can learn about the work I do and helping leaders and organizations develop people, Uh, because that's where I focus my day-to-day work is helping organizations and individuals become the best version of themselves. Um, The podcast is called Seeking Excellence, and in it I interview CEOs and other um, significant figures that are seeking to be the best leaders they can be, and they share tips, tricks, Things that they do every day to make it a, a, to be as effective as they can as leaders and to, frankly, be vulnerable, to share those things that are hard for them and that um, that they're still working on. Because so often we see people and we think that they're just walking on water when, in fact, just like all of us, they are struggling through to make each day as good as they can make it.
0: Brett, thanks again so much for joining me today on the Productivity Podcast.
1: Uh, it's been my pleasure, Mike.
0: And there we have it. A great conversation with a great guest. Thanks to Brett for joining me on the show this week. You can go to com to learn more about him. But if you want to get all the show notes, go to productivityist.transistor.fm slash 219. You can get all of the kind of truncated details that we talked about and any relevant links that you might be interested in. Uh, so again, a uh, really big thanks to Brett. Thanks to you for joining me, by the way. By the, and another, by the way, if you like this episode, subscribe to the show. Make sure you don't miss a single episode uh, wherever you're listening to podcasts. And if you really like this show or you've liked past episodes and you've just simply forgotten up to this point, leave a rating or review and maybe a review and or uh, in your podcast application of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to it. Ratings and reviews help us because they give us valuable feedback that we can use to make the show better, but it also helps people find the show. It increases the show discoverability and therefore more people can listen, which means more people can experience experience Guests like Brett and the many others that we've had over our 219 episodes and counting. Thanks to John Polstra for uh, producing the show, as always. Thanks to Gusto for uh, sponsoring this episode. Don't forget, get your three months free when you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash timecrafting to make that happen now. And again, thanks to you for listening. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. We'll see you later.